Hello and welcome to the Ultimate Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast where we keep you updated on all things online shooters. And today I'm joined by Hayden, as always. How's it going? Hello, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm just about to break up for a few days off, so I'm just, I'm holding out really for that. <laughs> Very excited to sit around and do nothing. Quite literally, like, we're just going to tick this podcast down for like a good hour and a half. And yep. then you can just... Yeah, as soon as the day ends, I'm out of here. Gone. <laughs> you said you were wearing your pyjamas as well for this, which I feel like is absolutely, like, immaculate sort of energy for this, yep. uh, this I, podcast. Yeah, I, uh, I got my pyjamas on just for this, because, you know, this is basically the start of my holiday, right? Like, nothing's <laughs> going to happen after this. So I can just, you know, I figured, well, just relax. Just going to talk about some shooting games for a bit, and then, you know... A few days off, lovely. You may as well start the holiday like a, a couple of hours early, you know? I may copy you for the next episode. I'm just going to rock up in my pyjamas. Right <laughs> <laughs> I've got my joggers on, uh, but I feel like that doesn't compare to pyjamas. I feel like pyjamas is just like the next level of comfort that you've Yeah, even you've softer, got. right? Just yeah. even softer, yeah. I'm jealous. I'm actually really jealous. Like, <laughs> um but anyway, <laughs> pajamas are good. That's the that's the thing that we've come up with here. Um, but for a point of interest this week, uh, and this is the part where we pick a theme and have a good old discussion about it. We're talking, I suppose, the big FPS of the moment um, before Call of Duty comes out, uh, and that's Overwatch Two. Um, yeah pretty much sums up my reaction <laughs> to that game um but hayden uh i suppose we should sort of maybe launch into our backgrounds of overwatch because we've both got very different backgrounds in the game so sort of have you played a lot of overwatch in the past or not really um i think the best way to answer that question is that i don't really have a background in overwatch like I mean, when I loaded up Overwatch 2 uh, this week for the first time, I genuinely didn't know whether I had an old account to merge or not. Like, it's that. I, I <laughs> really didn't play much of it. Um, but it turns out I do have an old account to merge. Um, so at some point, I will get all of the heroes, I believe, other than Kiriko. But when I managed to, like, figure I had an account on PlayStation and merged it with that. But then it put me in an account merging queue. Um, which, what? you know, if you, if you kind of think back to, like, when it came out, like, uh, over a week ago, and, you know, the big thing going around was that everyone was stuck in these massive queues, right? And you'd get down to the end of the queue, uh, and then it would, like, put you back. You, you did, I don't know if that happened to you, but that's what was happening to yeah, a lot of people. Like, they, you know, they'd get down to, like, a 1,000 players and then go back up to, like, in a queue of 30,000. And that's what's happening with my account merging queue. <laughs> so, you know, I've played a few days of Overwatch 2. I still don't have all the heroes. <laughs> oh, that is desperately annoying, actually. But, like, not having much experience with Overwatch, it, most of it feels new. Like, I played Overwatch, I think, when it was, like, just out. Like, I remember playing as, like, D.Va and Tracer and Winston and stuff like that. There's so many heroes that I like, you know, there's a hamster going around in like a hamster ball. It's, it's, yeah. madness. it's madness. And that was ages ago. But to me, that's fresh content. <laughs> so there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that I'm just trying to like get familiar with. 
yeah. What about you? Have you like, as far as I'm aware, you've done a lot more overwatching, right? Yeah, I, I've sort of mentioned in some articles and stuff that I used to play um, like extreme amounts of that game. Uh, I think there was a, there was basically a year um, where it came out, and I just played it like literally every night um, for for hours and hours, um, just like grinding competitive queue and stuff. Um, and I, I absolutely loved it uh, at the time. Um, I just thought it was doing like something new uh the whole like rather than sort of shooting people dead and then getting points for shooting people dead uh like a team deathmatch mode or whatever it was more like you're trying to disrupt their like respawn rhythms and stuff which is kind of interesting like to win to win a match of overwatch is to largely like delay the enemy which is quite i don't know i thought that was novel um so I suppose what I'm trying to say is yes, I've, I've played a shitload of Overwatch. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, sort of dipped out of it. Um, I I can't remember exactly when, but I think it was roughly when the hamster <laughs> that you mentioned um, came out uh, that I think my interest was starting to wane because I don't really think a lot else was changing with the game. It sort oh, of no. became a very divisive hamster. Then, <laughs> yeah, like they they sort of they introduced new heroes and things and. Um, that was great, but eventually uh, they, you know, they barely add anything new. They barely added anything new. Um, it was just lots of skins and stuff. Um, even like the PVE um, uh, sort of events they used to do the seasonal stuff. Um, they just kept wheeling that out every year. They had like one for Halloween, which is cool. Um, it was like a wave, a defense thing um, where you you quite literally choose your heroes and then fend off waves of, I don't know, like zombie robots or whatever. And that was super cool, like for the first time. Then they sort of expanded on it a bit the second time and then that was it. <laughs> they just kept shipping that out every every time. I don't know, it just felt like they'd stopped giving a shit, um, which they probably didn't. It's just, it felt that way. Um, well, it's interesting but- though, because I imagine that was largely because uh, they were gearing up to figure out Overwatch 2. Right, yeah. So, like, Overwatch one slowed down a lot uh, because they wanted to focus on Overwatch two, and you know, I, I guess give this big burst of content. Do you feel like it's, do you feel like it's delivered, like the new stuff for you? Um, uh, honestly, not not really. Um, I, I, it's weird because we've got this podcast that we're doing right now on Overwatch two, um, and I. I genuinely don't have that many thoughts and feelings on it. I've just got to like try and like <laughs> grab them from my brain somewhere because it doesn't stir up anything in me, unfortunately. Um, I think that is my my thought on Overwatch 2, at least its PvP side. Um, sure, like I suppose we can run through very quickly like some of the, the, the new stuff. They've got like, was it three new heroes? Um, some new maps um it's not 6v6 anymore it's 5v5 um and i'm sure other bits and pieces but those are like the main things um and we can get into those a bit later i suppose a bit more in detail but yeah um, as far as i'm aware there's also like a new mode called push which i have played and i have no clue what is happening (laughs) yeah like there's a robot and maybe like you know payload i think it's maybe that there's kind of like two payloads but they're not payloads but essentially they're payloads 
but it's actually like a, a thing that you push, or the robot pushes, uh, and whoever can, whichever team can push their thing furthest wins. But I have no idea what's actually happening when I'm playing it. I just, I mean, that's actually me in almost any Overwatch two game. I have no idea what's happening, <laughs> and everybody else does. So no matter what I do. I know I'm disappointing people. <laughs> it's yeah, like it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because it, it's such like a chaotic game. And as a newcomer, well, as a, as a relative newcomer, did, were you expecting the whole like five v five thing to maybe ease up on that? Do you, you clearly seem to find it quite like stressful. Yeah, no, I did find it stressful, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I guess I was. I was expecting it to be a bit more like, streamlined and a, a little less fast. But if anything, it, it, I think 5v5 just adds to the pressure because mm. the roles are kind of more important than they were before. Um, you know, if you've got one tank now, then, you know, that, that tank is crucial. Uh, if they are fucking up, then every, the whole team's going to lose, right? Like, Because getting that tank is how you disrupt the team. Um, and then the supports having to keep the tank alive, like if they go off for one second, if they just stop thinking for one second, that tank's going to die and the whole game's over. Like, And it's that kind of coordinated team play that I'm not used to, and it's so intense. And also, just like Overwatch 2, aiming is very hard. It's very, very fast. A lot of the characters move around at ridiculous speed. So, like, just trying to keep up with what's happening while learning new abilities and stuff, like, madness. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Which is a shame, because I think I actually really enjoy it. I think I, I just don't feel like I have the space to learn, I think, is my biggest issue with it. Because Overwatch 2 does feel like it, it's, you know... It, it's brought a lot of people back into Overwatch, but the people I'm playing against feel like they were ready for that. Whereas I've just kind of been like, oh yeah, cool, I'll play some Overwatch too. And I feel outmatched in every game I play because <laughs> I am still just like, oh, what does Diva's mech do? Oh, I fell out of the mech. I mean, every time I start a game, I press shift to sprint. And obviously you can't sprint in Overwatch. So I just like use an ability immediately and waste it. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> and then it just spirals out of control from there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think the shift to 5v5 has made it less chaotic. If anything, it's just more focused bursts of very intense chaos because of how much more important those roles are. Um, not that they weren't important before, but everything just feels elevated now because... You know, it doesn't remove pressure. It just redistributes the pressure, I think, is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, it's quite interesting you mentioned um, that you're sort of matching up against like people who are clearly experienced the game um, because our, our very editor, Liam, um, I remember chatting with him about Overwatch uh, 2 and his, his thoughts on it um, one time. And he, he mentioned that he also um, felt like he was just essentially matching up against lots of returning players uh, and barely really any any new sort of newcomers. I think you can kind of tell when you play um, these sort of competitive uh, games when they launch that you're facing off against new players. They don't really know. <laughs> like they don't really know mm. what they're doing. They they clearly aren't 
particularly sort of aware of, of the maps and the heroes and, and their roles and stuff. Um, so I sort of I trust you both <laughs> in your in your judgment. <laughs> like if you if, if you feel like you're not playing against newcomers, then that's probably the case. Um, mm. And I feel like Overwatch Two certainly like marketing wise it never like just the av- the average joes out there like the people who i play badminton with who aren't particular particular sort of gamers or anything are the ones who kind of know fortnite and they know call of duty and they know grand theft auto if i mentioned overwatch they may know what that is they may the very 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 rare chance they might if i mentioned the fact that there was an, there was a second overwatch they they wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't know that <laughs> like there's the, there's no <laughs> chance because i feel like this is somewhere somehow this was kind of marketed towards um returning players i feel like only returning like all people who are already involved in overwatch or sort deep in gaming communities would know about this game um, so actually it probably doesn't come as a surprise that, you know, everyone is returning, is a returning yeah. player, really. And for what it's worth, like, I'm fully aware, like, I know for a fact I'm playing against, like, highly skilled players, because I'm, like, on with my mates who, like, know a lot more about Overwatch than I do, and, like, we'll load into a game, and they're just like, oh, they're running, like, the meta crew, so we, we're gonna lose, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, immediately, within five seconds, they're like, Oh, they're running like a meta group of characters. We're gonna lose. Uh, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I, I don't even know what the meta is. Like, I can't, I can't predict that. I don't know, you know, hero matchups and stuff, and what I'm supposed to be doing to counter. Like, it just, you know, I feel like I'm dragging them down there. <laughs> but I definitely know I'm playing against people that know what they're doing. And the more annoying thing is, like, I can spot people on my team who don't know what they're doing. So, like. You know, I'll load in a support because that I know support best, uh, and like, uh, like I can tell our tank is a new player, which is really frustrating when the other team is full of like really good people, and then we get someone who's brand new, and the tank is just like doesn't understand the role, so they just run off and like <laughs> do their own thing. I don't think Overwatch Two does a very good job at teaching you what those roles mean. Which is kind of why I think it really is catered towards returning players. Because as a new player, it doesn't want you to understand those roles, I don't really think. Like, you know, as a support, you need to figure out, like, the best positions so you can heal the most people. Or as a DPS, so you can see most of the enemy team and, like, get damage where it's needed. Or as a tank, like, soaking up those hits and being on the front lines, like, a lot of games I've played over the past few days, we've got tanks in the back lines, like, just kind of running around, scared, like, trying to not take damage, and it's like, you need to be taking damage, like, we're gonna heal you, get in there and take some damage. Um, Or they'll, like, go all around the map and flank someone, and I'm like, that's not, you know, leave that to the DPS, you know what I mean? Like, leave that to somebody else, we need you here, we need you on the objective. Um, So I, I feel like I have got a bit of an eye for, like, you know, like judging who's new and who's like returning and like kind of knows the game. Um, and you know, it isn't blaming the new players. I just don't think Overwatch 2 does a very good job at like kind of dividing that or like helping you learn that role. Like a lot of it's on you, and that's a lot of pressure for people. And I think people that were put off by that in Overwatch 1, like I don't think they're going to come back. So Overwatch 2 is just a lot of 
a lot of very good people and 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 a few bad people, myself included, <laughs> um, who are trying to figure it all out, and it's very overwhelming. Yeah, it's interesting that you mention that because I, I never, I actually haven't really heard that from anyone. Um, the fact that Overwatch Two isn't really catering to new players um, and and sort of helping them actually learn the game, um, which is which is madness considering this is what what marketed as as a second overwatch essentially like a fresh start um and would probably like some new players right and <laughs> and the fact that they're not even <laughs> bothering or there might there might be like the uh the sort of the, the practice range or whatever where you can sort of test your abilities and stuff but it is like largely on you to figure it out um and i sort of i sort of wonder now looking back in overwatch 1 how i when I first started, how I like learn the roles. Um, and I wonder if it was more from the sort of the buzz around the game um, that helped a lot when it first launched, it was like obviously brand new, there's nothing like it. And there's a lot of hype and excitement and obviously lots of guides, like video tutorials and, and articles and clips on, you know, loads of streams on Twitch playing it and sort of explaining like how you're meant to play these heroes and, and what you're meant to be doing and, you know, the meta and everything like that. And I'm sure you can find that on, on YouTube now, if you, you know, you go into our articles, um, uh, our guides on, on that stuff, but I've just found that there's not, there's just no real kind of excitement around this game. And therefore it's actually, I don't know, a lot harder, I'd imagine for a new player to sort of just be presented with that like content now. That I hate the way using the word content, but you know what I mean. Content, like kind of we that, love it. We love <laughs> that, that content, that Overwatch Two content. Like it's not going to be up in your face. You're not going to be excited to to learn support and DPS and stuff. Um, mm. You're probably going to get absolutely slaughtered in your first game, boys. <laughs> returning <laughs> players too. Um, I, I, yeah, I also them. think it's it's like especially hard because. A lot of Overwatch 2's heroes are new, right? There's three new mm. heroes, Kiriko, Sojourn, and Junker Queen. And outside of that, you've got over 30 heroes that are already like defined. But the issue is they're all changing. So like, you know, you have some that have like very large scale changes, or some that haven't changed at all. But just the refocusing of the game from a 6v6 to a 5v5 with now just one singular tank is that fundamentally changes characters that might not even have had changes. So now, like, everyone kind of plays differently because, you know, if there were two tanks who would be soaking up damage before, or, like, a tank and an off-tank, now, like, it's, you know, there's just that one person. So they can't do as much to soak up the damage, which means, like, DPS and support kind of have more versatility because they aren't constantly being countered. Um, so like there are kind of, even if a hero hasn't had like actual changes and they are in theory, just the same as they were in Overwatch one, they might play very differently now because the whole pacing of a game and like the kind of structure of a team has changed. So it's, you know, removing one player from a team has had like a, a fairly big impact and it's just very, it's odd. It's odd because you wouldn't have thought it. When I heard the Overwatch 2 was going from 6v6 to 5v5, I was like, uh, yeah, and and what? Like, it's not going to... Cool. <laughs> um, but I think that was a, a fairly big oversight for, on my part because it, it, it does feel like a big change, for me at least. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I I don't think I've played enough um, of Overwatch Two um, to really kind of get a feel for Five e Five and like how it like really changes changes things, um, which I think probably says it all. The fact that I'm not inclined to play Overwatch Two in my spare time, like I just don't, I just don't want to. It's just not it's not for me anymore. And I, I sort of wonder if that plays into like, does this really truly feel like a sequel or is this more uh, of a, a patch for the game that a lot of people comparing it to um or is it actually a sequel like it is this is kind of how you know were we really expecting overwatch to change like dramatically like a totally new <laughs> um a totally new video game um and for me it's it's a weird mixture um of things i think like it I think I was expecting like a really big shakeup for no real reason, uh, I suppose, other than maybe the two on the end of the the name Overwatch, laying full well that it wasn't going to change that much. And, and really, it's it's the same sort of gameplay. Like, sure, it's 5v5 and stuff. But for me, I think I was done with Overwatch 1 because I think I just had, I suppose, with lots of these things, in everything in life, you just do something lots and you may become a bit tired of it, like you want to move on and do something else. And it was the same with Overwatch. Like I just became a bit tired of the heroes and and the modes and the constant like stress of it all. <laughs> it's such a mm-hmm. stressful game. Um, and this doesn't, to me, it doesn't change that. It's just this, it, there may be like a slightly dif- different like rhythm to games um now with 5v5 i'm sure there is and um maybe it does play a bit better but fundamentally it's just overwatch um and that's like not on the game that's on me i think um for not enjoying it like i just it's it's a weird one um and i just don't think i just don't know what could bring me back into into liking overwatch anymore thinking about it now I just don't know what Overwatch 2 could do to like to to bring me back. I sort of wonder if Overwatch is done um for me like forever. <laughs> it's just a, mm-hmm. like a weird thought. Um like no matter what Overwatch 2 does now, uh, no matter if it introduces new heroes and new maps, um like how it could sway me other than maybe bringing in like search and destroy modes <laughs> like <laughs> and so something like totally different in terms of the competitive side of things um i don't know like do you feel like you you kind of want to get involved in the overwatch side of things is over what like the whole way like overwatch plays does that kind of excite you or do you actually just want to go back to like call of duty like that sort of side of fps's um what are your uh, sort of thoughts on it? I think it's interesting. I I think I do want to get involved in Overwatch 2, but only because I have friends who were really into Overwatch. And as I'm becoming closer with them, I want more stuff to do with them. So, uh, you know, they're all playing Overwatch 2 right now. And I'm like, sure, I'll play Overwatch 2 with you guys. And I suck at it and they hate me for it. But it's at least <laughs> I get to do something with them. <laughs> um. But I, I think without them, it would be a, a hard pass. Like, I don't think I'd go for this at all. Um, but I think the hard thing is Overwatch 2, you know, we've both kind of had some thoughts. Like, now, I, it, it, 
it feels different from Overwatch 1, but doesn't feel like a sequel. So, like, and I think that's quite a hard thing to articulate, but, like, it's, I'm trying to figure it out in my head. It, it, they've been playing, they've got thousands of hours in Overwatch. So right. for them, the new changes, it, well, it's a change, right? So it's just, it's going from, you, you know, they might have used to play 66 games, now it's a 5v5 game, right? And like, oh, they need to learn three new heroes. So immediately, they already know what a meta is, and they are just seeing how the new things adapt that meta, if that makes sense. Yeah. Way easier to pick up, right? Like, to go, oh, so-and-so is the best character, and now Kiriko is here, and Kiriko is also very good. But so-and-so is still a very strong character. So we just need someone on the team to play Kiriko, and we win. Cool. Right? That's easy enough to pick up if you have been playing Overwatch for a long time. Um, and, you know, like the new maps. Again, it's kind of a similar thing. It's like, well, we already know a chunk of the maps, so we only need to learn, you know, a few things that have been added. Whereas for me, being like a new player to kind of all of it, and not having really played much Overwatch before, there are 35 heroes to learn. <laughs> and there are, you know, so many maps to figure out. And every mode is a new mode. And I think in that sense, Overwatch 2 doesn't feel like a sequel. It feels like an update to a live service game. And I think that's a very hard thing that a lot of uh, like devs are going through right now, is how do you... How do you make a sequel to something that's live service? And I don't think anyone's really nailed it. Because you look at Overwatch 2 and this doesn't feel like a sequel. It feels like an update to a game that has a fan base. And for new people to come into that is very daunting. And oftentimes just not fun because you're told you're playing the game wrong. And there isn't really that room for like more relaxed casual play, even in like casual like lobbies. Like it, there isn't really room for that because the people that have played for a long time know what they want every hero to be doing. They know what they want their team comp to be and they know they know what you should be doing and are willing to tell you, right? And that's mm. very scary. Um, and, you know, it's an issue that I think Warzone 2 will kind of also have. Um, not in the sense, because like Warzone 2 is more of a sequel. You know what I mean? It's a new map. It's an entirely new like, suite of weapons and stuff because it's all going off Modern Warfare 2. But it doesn't really feel like a sequel. And, you know, a lot of things aren't carrying over from Warzone 1. And I think, you know, that's another way that like they don't really, I don't think anyone's quite figured out how to like bring audiences across to a new game like like trying to make a sequel to live service i don't think it's quite been mastered yet and i can see everyone trying to figure it out <laughs> um but i don't i don't think overwatch 2 nails it purely because not everyone's coming in on the same level so immediately um you know everyone's kind of you it, the the matter doesn't change too much and the player base immediately is split and I think right now, the smaller chunk is the new people. And the bigger chunk is the people that know what they're doing and know what they want the game to be, uh, which is scary, right? Because uh, like, it's scary for the new people that want to come in and enjoy it, but don't really know how to. Um, so, yeah, it, it's like a, it's a weird thing. I don't know if I quite explained like my thoughts on that well enough, but just the idea that it being like just one big update uh it means a lot of the game actually hasn't changed. So people that know Overwatch still know it, 
And for new people who are like, Overwatch 2, I'll check that out, immediately feel kind of left out of it. Does that make sense? Whereas yeah. a sequel would kind of put everyone on like equal footing, you know? Because like when Vanguard came out last year, no one, you know, everyone's had their own experiences with Call of Duty, but no one knew what the Vanguard weapons would be like, and no one knew how Vanguard would feel to play. No one knew like the best spots for Vanguard's multiplayer maps. Like everyone's figuring that out at the same time. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things that Call of Duty. It's yearly cycle, well, it might be about to not have a yearly cycle, but like its yearly cycle isn't always great, but the one thing it is good at is every year a new person gets to jump into Call of Duty, and that's their Call of Duty. Um, Your points on um, companies and developers trying to figure out how to uh, make a sequel to live service game um, is brilliant, actually. Um and yeah, like you mentioned with, with Warzone 2, and I suppose we always talk about Destiny 2, but Destiny 2 in a weird way as well. Um, do you think, like this is, <laughs> this is quite a, a, a tough question, um, but hopefully it can spin off some good conversation. Um, do you think that developers will continue to... Um, to 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 follow up with with sequels to live service games. So, or, or do you think there will come a point because it's so difficult uh, as we as we know from Overwatch Two here? Do you think they'll actually just maybe one day go? This this clearly isn't the right strategy. Um, maybe <laughs> we just need to make like actual sequels. Um, I don't know. Like, what are your sort of thoughts on that? Do you have any thoughts on that? I know it's quite a, a difficult question to spring on you just out of nowhere. But uh. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard one. But I think I do kind of have a thought on it because I think you mentioning Destiny is a great case for how it can work and how it and it maybe shouldn't work. Like, it's. I think a sequel to a live service game happens because A, either a corporate entity dictates it must because they think it will make money and (laughs) sequels make money, Um, or B, because a player base is dying and they need to inject something into it. And what brings back people better than a sequel? Mm. Um, And I don't think either of those are great approaches for a live service game because I think it's it's really hard and I don't want to be harsh, but I think if your live service game doesn't stick, then you shouldn't be making it like, you know, either come up with a fresh idea or go figure something else out because I think live service games is a very saturated market and we already have too many of them. And we've spoken about this before. When everyone's vying for your time, you don't have enough time to dedicate to any one thing. Um, and when every game wants 100% of your time and every game wants you to log in daily to complete challenges and quests and then weekly quests and, you know, and it goes on and on and seasonal content and battle passes, there's no way to keep up with all of that. It's it's an interesting, like, just to kind of spring off that, uh, I was writing something about, like, I was updating, like, a best battle royales page today, um, and you had mentioned before on the on the list um, Zom's Royale, which is like a browser-based battle royale game, <laughs> and I went online to check it out, and immediately when I loaded it up, it sprung up with a battle pass thing, 
And I was like, this is so odd. Like I'm in a browser-based game, and the first thing it springs on me is uh, a battle pass, because it's just not what I expected. Um, I just thought it'd be like a kind of more stripped down, like battle royale, but like people were putting money into it. And I, I just I was I was shocked by that. Um it's a new experience for me. So uh I don't know. When everyone's vying for your time and for your money, you can't really give a hundred percent of your time to anything. Um, which makes it very hard for new things to break in. And then when they fail to break in and they make a sequel to try and attract more players, I don't think that works too well. So Destiny, as like I was saying earlier, Destiny's an interesting one to bring up because I think they did manage to shift over to a sequel, but it was messy and probably in retrospect, a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think we'll ever see it again. I don't imagine we'll, I don't know, maybe I'll be proven wrong tomorrow. Who knows? But I don't think there'll be a Destiny 3. And if there is, I think it's a long way away. Because I think Destiny 2 is just it's in a comfy space, you know, like people know destiny Two, They like it. They love it. And I don't, it constantly kind of brings new people. They've got these like yearly annual expansions that like get people in, uh, and bring like new gimmicks. for the people that are already like really into destiny, I think it's found it's, it's corner of the market. And I don't think that's really going to change. Um, and I think introducing a sequel to that, like we saw with Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, like it just upsets a lot of people and is very hard to get right. And it takes... The launch of a live service sequel is not really the launch. You want to be looking a year on because you see if the player base has stuck around, right? Because they have to sort out all the issues that people will inevitably hate first. <laughs> um, and I think overwatch 2 and warzone 2 are going to be very interesting cases because i don't know how many times it's really happened since destiny 2 came out um but for these it really is a case of like they are definitely going to get huge surges of players in the first couple weeks and then it could all just go and then yeah. what was it all for? right and that i think that's the hard thing um because you will get that burst of players but keeping them around's hard because we're in a in a market where New games are coming out every week and everyone wants to play the new thing. And if you're, you know, if Overwatch 1 didn't, you know, manage to get enough people to stick around long term that they decided to make a sequel because that was a better place to focus to try and get in a new audience again. I don't know if a few new maps and three new heroes is going to do that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of, it's interesting you mentioned like, the expansions for destiny mm-hmm. um uh, also quick note i don't know if i was actually the one that put zoms royale in that i, I bet it was some like uh like maybe ollie or someone could have been could have been put it in. Uh, anyway <laughs> um so yeah expansions in destiny um i think expansions well, i'm just thinking about live service games um and MMOs sprang to my mind, um, like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft, and how that game, for however many years, 2004, I think it came out, I could be wrong, um, that game is still going, like 18 years later, let's say. Um, and, and expansions kind of work. They've got that subscription model, um, they'll add like new areas and new worlds, and they'll kind of update things. Um, it sort of works for like a PVE 
game, I think. And like Destiny 2 is has that PvP component, but is largely, you know, you fight aliens with your buds. Um, and I think that like expansion sort of system works well. But uh, just sort of thinking about Warzone and Overwatch, especially, like Overwatch is kind of that weird one where it's a competitive PvP live service game. So, like, I, I don't know many other games. Uh, I'm sure there are plenty that you know, listeners are coming up with right now, but I don't know many who've, like, done, who have, like, handled a sequel or, like, have done one. <laughs> um, and, like, how, yeah, no, right? like, like, how do you handle that? Like, because you can't really do, I suppose you could do an expansion. Um, like, Blizzard clearly know how to do them with, with WoW and stuff, but they've mm-hmm. clearly decided like against that model with this game, which is quite interesting. They've gone, no, this doesn't work. This clearly wouldn't work for a a competitive shooter. Let's let's do a, a number two. Like there's there's a conscious decision has been made um, not to kind of go down a route that they've already explored before. Um Yeah, I think it's it it's interesting. Uh because even Destiny, when Destiny 2 came out, was Activision, right? So that was the mm. same company. Um, I think it's really interesting. You talk about, like, WoW, or, you know, if you take, look at League of Legends, for example. Like, to make a sequel for those games would be a disaster. Because those games are... They kind of came around at a point that let them enter like the kind of cultural zeitgeist in not just a gaming way, but in like a worldwide phenomenon way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like those games are so important that kind of everyone knows what they are. You know, like my mom sure. knows what WoW is and we'll talk about WoW. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and like too. she just knows. And like if I was said to her, like, oh, what do you think Overwatch 2? She'd be like, what the fuck you want about? <laughs> 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 so like it's a it, it's a very different thing. Uh like, you know, WoW and League of Legends, like I don't think they could ever have a sequel because they don't need it. Like they're just if someone wants to play a MOBA or if someone wants to play an MMO, like those are the games. That's what you get into, right? And, like, I don't think games really have the way, like, the same kind of... I don't think they're quite able to capture that same, uh, I don't know, kind of level of popularity hmm. that that they did. And I think that makes it very hard to kind of maintain stuff long-term. Um, so... Like I, I can see the idea in like making a sequel for Overwatch or a sequel for Warzone, but I think what they don't really realize, or maybe just aren't paying attention to, is the fact that those games to thrive, like obviously you need to capture people at the start, and then you need to kind of treat it like an MMO, you know, like Destiny Two. That's an MMO, right? You kind of need to treat it like that. And if if people are gonna put all of their time into something they probably want it to still be here in five years' time. Yeah. And if it's not going to be, why should they care when there are games that will be here in five years' time? And I think that's maybe the the hardest part, because if you can't maintain an audience, obviously you can't do that. But at the same time, the audience you have maintained will be pissed if they are suddenly like needing to start fresh. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. It Which does. I think is why we found ourselves in this weird position of Overwatch 2, where like we don't have a sequel, but we don't have 
like we didn't just have Overwatch continuing the steady updates. You know what I mean? Uh, and I mean, I guess you kind of see it there, like when Overwatch One kind of stripped down its support because they wanted to focus on Overwatch Two. People that really were into Overwatch fell away, and they were annoyed because they weren't getting regular updates anymore to a game they loved. And now Overwatch Two is here, and it's like, what what was it all for? If we get three new heroes to a roster of thirty plus heroes already, you know, like that's just that's a big update. You know, yeah. it's not a sequel, so I don't think it, it feels quite as monumental as it as it maybe should. Um, it, it's just such a messy situation. I don't it think is. anyone is gonna like master the live service sequel anytime soon. And I think Destiny, you bringing that up, it is just it's just for me. It's a it's a I don't know. It's it's a case study where it can go really well. But it's gonna go wrong first, <laughs> and you've got to be willing to weather the storm on that. And I don't, I don't know if people are. I, I gaming is just in such a weird space right now, you know, where everything's so tumultuous and everything's so turbulent, and it can just disappear at the click of someone's fingers because it isn't making enough money. But that's what live service games are, and I don't know. I don't know if a, if a few new heroes is enough to kind of revive a, a fan base you know what i mean for something like overwatch yeah um, i like the the mentionings of league of legends and i was just thinking as you're speaking like um how their sort of player base and like they've without a sequel um they're sort of a similar i suppose they're not an fps but that is a competitive pvp game largely there is there mm-hmm. are some other elements but it's mate that's the main thing that game is is still like it's massive like it's still going it's huge player base like um the east they absolutely smashed like the esports scene um that game is just like such a roaring success and it will it won't need like you mentioned it won't need a sequel it'll just be absolutely like tragic for that game um i could just sort of see that game sort of moving forwards endlessly and i i haven't followed league for a while um but like presumably they're just kind of doing what they did before they kind of add a hero <laughs> here and there um and, and sort of constantly update the meta and that's kind of all that game needs to keep going and i i just sort of wonder if i suppose overwatch's player base i i did again i haven't really followed that but i don't know how healthy it was um but like i don't know if i could see if you kind of pitted League of Legends versus Overwatch and, you know, Overwatch is largely doing the same thing, releasing a hero here and there like like League of Legends, but it's nowhere near the size of League. And I wonder if that just comes down to, like, watchability um, mm. and, like, League's success largely comes down to the fact that, like, you can... It just fits, like, the esports, like, mould so perfectly... It's not for everyone, but like when you really get into it, you can really watch it. Like it's so good to watch. Um, and you can kind of begin to understand it, even if you're kind of not, you're kind of new to the game. You can kind of get behind the, the characters, um, what they're doing, how the economy works, um, and sort of cheer. Because you kind of, although fights are quite chaotic, you, you know who's won quite clearly. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in, in Overwatch, 
like I think it's future depended massively on on like gathering that esports audience um and it it I don't know had the Overwatch League which was I think quite successful but certainly nowhere near the the level of league and I think it just because it was so it's so fucking hard to keep to, to watch that game like it's mm-hmm. it's a fucking mess um like I couldn't sit my mum down <laughs> and go right mum can you like what watch this game of Overwatch and like in 20 minutes I'll come back and you sort of vaguely explain to me what's happened um I feel like with league she may like she obviously will not understand lots of different things but she will probably get a gist of like okay this team wants to go and defeat like just destroy this other team's like big crystal in their base and they've had this fight and one team has lost whereas in overwatch like it's so like the camera angles like the heroes constantly respawning in at like different times it's like a real mess um and i i don't know i sort of wonder by design if they've kind of they've made a really fun game to play, but to actually watch, they've shot themselves in the foot from like the get go. Um, and whether that has played into like not knowing how to like sort of get that massive audience that maybe they, maybe they wanted in the first place. They mm-hmm. may not have, they may have just wanted it to be like a, a mid, a mid scale <laughs> um, FPS game. Um but I don't know. You sort of think they probably would have liked a, a big, huge League of Legends level game, right? If they went into the Overwatch League and mm. poured all that money into all of that sort of stuff, and because it's, I also think uh, League is a great example. League of Legends is a great example of a game that never needed a sequel. Like it, obviously, we don't have a League of Legends two, but they did do a great job of expanding the audience. Yeah, um, with spin-off games and the Arcane Netflix series. Oh, like, so good! Right, it was huge, and like Arcane was so good that people were like, "What? What's League of Legends? Like, I want to check out League of Legends." Um, and that kind of pushed it even further into like people's like you know into more of a household name, I suppose. Um, and you know there there are spin-off games for people that might not know what League is, but. You know, they see like Ruined King or whatever it's called on like Epic and they're like, yeah, it looks cool. I'll pick it up. And then they get into League that way. Like that's expanding the audience without destroying your core audience, which is the key to, you know, keeping a live service game thriving. Like you've got to keep that core audience healthy, which, you know, makes total sense why Blizzard wouldn't want to jump from Overwatch 1 to a brand new client because... If things aren't carrying over, or the same heroes aren't there, people are going to be annoyed, you know? So, like, they have to kind of keep that stuff alive, which unfortunately means Overwatch 2 is just kind of an update, right? With a few new heroes and a few new maps and one new mode. Um, Warzone 2, going the other route, that isn't going to be the same thing, and they are going to lose their core audience through that, you know what I mean? And it's going to be a real interesting thing to, to watch whether that audience stays with Warzone Pacific or moves to Warzone 2 because both are going to be alive at the same time. Like, they're not shutting Warzone 1 down. So, like, you know, I feel like you can, you can already read that as, like, potentially uh, a scary situation internally, you know? Like, are people going to adapt and pick up Warzone 2? 
Or are they just going to stick with Warzone 1 because they have their skins they pay money for and they know it? And you know what I mean? It's just like a safer bet. It's going to be such an interesting thing to watch. And it's so interesting that it's both the same company. Like, like, that's just such a weird situation, you know? It's like one of the biggest companies making two, making sequels to two, like, you know, pretty big live service games, doing it in such different ways. Uh, And I I don't know if either of them are going to have nailed it, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I suppose this is a good place to move on to the PVE side um, mm. of Overwatch because you mentioned uh, of Overwatch Two, sorry, because you mentioned um, spin-off games and, and Riot uh, League. They did that. They they're really good at riding like the wave. Um, I remember when Auto Chess um, became quite a big thing in 2019, and Riot jumped on that. Um, with Team Fight Tactics, which I think is absolutely excellent. I really like that game. Um, they they did, I can't remember, is it Legends of Rune Terror, um, mm-hmm. which is like their co- uh, collectible card game um, thing, a bit like Hearthstone. Um, like you mentioned, they did Arcane, which obviously isn't a spin-off game, but an absolutely excellent Netflix uh, show, uh, which I would highly recommend. That was an absolute banger. Um, mm-hmm. which I like, genuinely could not believe how good it was. Uh, the fact that video game show is that good, uh, which is nuts. Um, yeah, and it was a similar thing. Like, end of last year, they released uh, Ruin King and Hextech Mayhem. And Ruin King was just like a turn-based RPG. Hextech Mayhem is just like a rhythm runner. But they're both subtitled A League of Legends Story. And that just immediately gets people onto the brand, you know, without having to like move your core audience over. That just helps siphon people into that audience. And in the same way that Arcane did, like Arcane League of Legends series, like it just just weaves more people in, you know, and keeps it alive, keeps the player base fresh without having to be like, it's League of Legends two time, guys. Let's all move over. <laughs> yeah. And, and like it, this PVE side of Overwatch 2 is still a bit of a a bit of a mystery. It's it's slated um for 2023. Um they did show off, um, when was it? I'm now looking at this video. It was 19th of February, 2021. Um, and there may, <laughs> there may have been other times they've shown other stuff off, but I, I can't remember it. I'm, this is, I remember this being like the first proper look at Overwatch 2, to be honest. Um, and this was at BlizzCon 2021. Um, and they kind of, uh, they showed the hero, like hero missions, um, I suppose a bit like, I don't know, I'm trying to describe in Destiny terms, a bit like Destiny Strikes, um, where you, I suppose, choose your selection of heroes and you go off on a short mission, PV mission against like, a, I don't know, a bunch of robots and to do a bunch of objectives and stuff. It's not competitive in any way. Um, and you probably get some rewards at the end of it, like XP and things. Um, they talk about like Tracer here, she's like level 10. Um, so you've clearly leveled them up. And, um, you know, at level one, she's got like, there's perks. There's like perks and skill trees and you unlock, uh, sorry, the talents, as they, they say here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one which lets Soldier 76, he usually has this like heal, healing uh, node that he puts down and it creates like this circle of healing. Um, that people can stand in and obviously like regenerate their health. Um, whereas there's like one perk or something that lets him kind of 
put it on himself and then run around, regenerate health, but it also like repulses enemies away. So you can kind of like knock enemies off bridges and things like that. Um, so like they really put, or they, at least at this point in time, they're really like putting a lot of effort into this PVE side of things. Again, I'm just looking at Reinhardt here and he's got three different skill trees, one called Crusader, one called Juggernaut, and one called, one called Guardian. Um, like that's essentially three different classes um, for mm-hmm. Reinhardt. Um, they're kind of going down that again, like like life service PVE destiny like kind of thing. And I remember seeing an interview um, somewhere uh, I can't remember um, where it was, um, and they sort of I think it might have been Games Radar. Uh, I'm pretty certain it was where they sort of talked about the fact that they wanted it to be um, like their forever game. It's not like that's not their exact words, but kind of the game that you log into each day and complete your quests and, and, and whatever. Um, So a game like you literally would not leave, (laughs) Um, which is like kind of, kind of, kind of mad really. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know what you, what you, um what you think about that in terms of like when we were talking about spin-off games and like riot obviously put a lot of effort into into things like team fight tactics um and legends of rude terror um like this from overwatch seems like possibly like more substantial um like a much bigger game um Mm. do you think like that's the right move to, to have gone down this route as opposed to like an Overwatch, um, uh, like auto chess game or card game, you know, or something like that. What are your thoughts? I think it's interesting again. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Sure. Maybe it was the right move. You know, I, we don't know about these things like a hundred percent. Like we, you know, we, we, we talk about it every day. We don't really know mm. anything or what it's like to be inside a dev scenario. Like maybe, you know, that's the way to succeed, right? Like, make that forever game. Uh, give it, a, you know, make a PvE component or popular PvP game. Give it, like, a something you can just dip into forever. And, like, great, you've 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 won. But it kind of comes back to my point of, like, fr- from an audience perspective, I think we're absolutely entitled to say, like, like I said before, there's just so many games demanding that. There's so many games yeah. that want all of our time. And I don't know if it was the right move for Overwatch 2 to like focus on that as such a substantial part. Now perhaps the most substantial part with the most eyes on it because the PvP thing has come and it isn't super big. So everyone's going to be looking at PvE and see what it like to see what it can deliver. And I don't know, you're entering a very crowded market, you know? Yeah. Um, how do you compete with the likes, you know, of Destiny Two and stuff like that when they've been around so long? You know, like I, I just don't know if it's possible. And if it is possible, I don't know. Maybe Overwatch. Maybe Overwatch manages it. Like, do you think that's going to get you back in? Because I don't think. I do think it's interesting, but I don't know if it'll be enough to to get me hooked. Because I would rather go play Destiny. I. That's a great point. I I think um, I definitely will a hundred percent give it a go. Like I'm I'm 
I'm definitely intrigued by PV Overwatch. Like it's something that will definitely bring me back um, at least for a session. Um, and that session is going to be like the, 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 the turning point for me. I mean, a lot is going to hinge on that one hour long, two hour long. We'll see how long it lasts, that one session, um, and whether it hooks me in like immediately. Um, I just worry that obviously we have no idea how like expansive this PVE is going to be. But I think for like PVE, like what they were showing at BlizzCon 2021 with the, the talents and the, and the leveling up and all of that stuff, that has to be like really deep. Like you have to have like <laughs> real layers to progression like destiny. Um, and to, I don't know, to a certain extent, wow. And other things like that, like you can't, I just worry that it's going to be a little shallow. And obviously I can't, I'm not basing that on anything, but it, it can't be shallow. Like it can't just be me leveling tracer to level 50, um, you know, over the course of, a few days um I, you know i've got the talents and and whatever um that there's always that element with these pve modes where it's like what's next like people are going to re people are going to max the tracer out in like a day like the, the like gamers are like <laughs> another like level like they mm. i don't know if blizzard they, they, sh they should be uh they, they you know they, they've got wow and other games all these other games got huge amounts of experience um like you just hope that they're ready for people to really be like powering through this pve yeah. stuff at like the rate of like knots um and like if there's enough to kind of keep you um replaying these uh these missions um like what else is there for you to um to earn uh aside from levels and things like i don't know um it will need to and to do that without without the system like upsetting people like not gating it behind the fact that you can only play that level once a night you know bullshit like that um where it's like you're only going to earn this one powerful reward once a week um which i know other games do right but like it's going to have to find like a balance <laughs> all these problems that come with these sort of PvE games, you hope they, I'm sure they're going to encounter some of them, but you hope they have like an answer for them. And I, Yeah, and I, it's it's yeah. a really interesting point because, uh, you know, it's, the end game is the, the core. of That is the game. Yeah. That is the core of the experience, right? Like forget power leveling up to level 50 or whatever like fuck that part it's the end game that matters <laughs> you know i'm going to destiny 2 or when when they had levels they don't have basic xp levels anymore but when they did i didn't go to destiny 2 to grind up 20 levels i go to destiny 2 to just start getting my power or my light levels or whatever it was uh, now i think it's power i think it was light back then but like I, I think Destiny, uh, it, again, to kind of come back to it, because it's the only game I can think of that really has had to deal with this um, and, like, sequel live service, you know what I mean? Because Destiny 1 was huge, and we got a sequel, like, fairly quickly. Um, and it was it was really messy, and it wasn't really an endgame for Destiny 2 when it came out. It kind of sucked. Like, it, it wasn't... <laughs> yeah. The endgame was, like, it basically didn't exist. 
Um, and people stuck with Destiny 2 because it's a very good shooter. And I think that was core to Destiny 2 survival. That Bungie are fucking good at making an FPS game. You know, like they had over a decade of like, you know, really renowned experience working on the Halo franchise. And they jumped to Destiny and it, it felt that good, but it wasn't just locked to one console, right? So like suddenly people, everyone was kind of getting this like bungee goodness uh, and then Destiny 2 hit and it, it sucked ass, but it was fine because it had that core good gunplay and people waited for it to get refined, you know, the actual game to happen. And now it did, you know, it obviously has happened in the years since and and now Destiny 2 is just thriving. You know, you get these yearly uh, expansions, you get like your seasonal updates and stuff. And it's it's like, that's how you, that's why I kind of say it's a really bad example of how to do it because I do think they messed up with that and they didn't understand the end game was the experience. But they adapted and they listened and were lucky enough to have the, the player base waiting, which is not a given. Uh, and I think, like you say, if Overwatch 2's PvE component can't nail that and isn't prepared for people to, you know, kind of blast through the leveling on day one and then go, what's next? Because that's always going to be the question. And if you aren't prepared to answer that, and unfortunately, the kind of the market we're in is you need to answer that, not just what's next for like what they need to be doing tomorrow and the next day, but what's coming in a month, what's coming in three months, what's coming in a year. Like, that's what people want to know. Because they want to know if I'm going to invest, you know, 40, 50 hours a week into this, you know, which is a lot of time. If people are going to do that, they need to know it's something that's still going to be here in a year. You know, whereas yeah. like, yeah. and obviously live service like isn't just restricted to FPS games like Overwatch or Destiny. But like, look at Babylon's Fall. What a disaster. Oh. Right. Like to shut down. Not like it's shutting down. Is it February? Not even a year. Hmm. horrifying but it was never going to stick around you know what i mean like you really have to be ready to break into this market and i don't think a lot of games are, are kind of in that state and i don't think a lot of them are like poised to kind of you know steal the the gem from another game's hands do you know what i mean like, yeah they're always going to kind of be lacking and it's so hard because how do you compete especially like a developer and I guess the, the the really hard part is if it's mandated, you know, your next game is going to be a live service game by, you know, a publisher and you don't know how to do live service and you are competing with, you know, the likes of Bungie who just know this stuff uh, or, you know, Riot and stuff like that. Like, it, you're not going to compete. It's not going to work because they know how to do this. They've been doing it for so long. You really have to have a knack for it and I don't know. I, I already kind of put off with Overwatch because I think the really hard thing for me to like kind of get past is I think so much of a live service game comes down to listening to the audience. And I think, like you said, like you used to play Overwatch a lot and then the updates kind of slowed and the focus shifted and then they were focused on Overwatch 2. And Overwatch 1 kind of got left in the dust for a long time. And I don't think that's a good example of listening to your audience. And if I was going to get into Overwatch 2 now, I'd be scared of the same thing happening. And that, you know, I'm going to really like it for two years and then it's going to disappear. And I know that's a ridiculous thing to say because, like, that should be enough. But I don't think it is. When games like GTA and Destiny 2 are able to keep their audiences for five, ten years, like, 
uh, you've got that's what you've got to compete with as a yeah. live service. There I, isn't a market for everything to be live service. Uh, I um, I think your point about Destiny's gun feel um, is great, actually, because that's what that's what kept me around. Um, like you were mentioning um, for a long time, it just just the feel um, uh, like it's like none nothing else actually. Uh, they just add, like Bungie know how to make a great shooter and how to make guns feel amazing, like getting kills and stuff, just doing mm-hmm. strikes over and over again. Like, sure, maybe the rewards aren't going to be this good and there's no real end game, but like it felt amazing. <laughs> um, and that kind of got them, uh, helped them survive a bit, I think. Um, whereas translate that over to Overwatch and the only experience I have um, of sort of, I suppose, weapon feel um, against PvE opponents is in that like Halloween wave-based minigame they sort of brought um, each season. Um, and I, it, it was something you do maybe for like a skin or something, but it, I, I was never, I suppose it's no comparison to the strikes and stuff, but there was never a point where I was like, God, this feels like exceptional. Like it feels amazing to destroy these robots or whatever um and mm-hmm. i worry that you know obviously expanding that out to an entire game um and obviously even if i don't know you can get a talent that makes winston's laser you know lightning beams i don't know arc across loads of opponents or or reinhardt's big hammer down whatever it's called i can't even remember um you know splits the map into <laughs> i'm trying to think of like cool <laughs> abilities um uh, even if you know those are introduced i just don't know if if like that feel is there mm-hmm. uh, um it's um that's a really that's a really good point like and i think uh that's kind of just made me realize that there is actually totally a game that's done this because rainbow six did this they had rainbow six siege had one really popular expansion like well you know uh event right with that like alien thing oh and yeah extraction they made a yeah. whole game out of it with extraction yeah right because that was that was just a, a seasonal event they had and it was really popular and they made an entire game out of it and god i'd know, forgotten that was a thing work? we forgot yeah. extraction even existed right that was only this year like it oh my god <laughs> i think that is i know it was a separate game but i think that's a very good example of how live service pvp stuff like competitive pvp might have a fun seasonal event because it's different but it's not what people want for a whole experience and you know nobody i i, I didn't want extraction you know what i mean like we didn't keep playing that game no, uh, that's... we covered it for about a week and then moved on. I forgot it happened, and I think the same will probably. If if you don't think Overwatch 2's PVE component was good enough to like really kind of ignite a spark, then and be like, this is something special. And it needs more. I don't. I don't know if it's. If you know what I mean, I don't know if like an expanded variant of it can. Yeah, that's that's a oh god. You've like blown my mind. Extraction, because <laughs> I I even quite liked it. Like I I. I played, I went to some preview events and stuff for it. Not went to, I think it was during COVID time. So they just sat at home or whatever. But I remember going, oh, this is quite fun. Like I got, I'm quite enjoying this, but oh my God. Yeah. Like I totally, again, it just shows that even if you do enjoy something like that, like it can just totally 
fall out of your memory. Like it, it just gets mm-hmm. consumed by other games and other things are happening. And if Overwatch 2 isn't able to kind of like keep its head above the water as like that PVE side, at least like as, you know, next year's fucking stacked. Like the game's coming out next year. Um, like, is it going to be able to, to to keep itself alive? As uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think now off the top of my head what's arriving next year. I know it's not PC, but Zelda, um, things mm-hmm. like that. You know, huge, like Starfield, heavy hit at Starfield. Like just mm-hmm. these massive games are arriving next year, and it is, it is Overwatch two. Like, is that PVE component going to be able to withstand like this onslaught of like? far more anticipated i'm sorry to say like a far more anticipated games um no yeah totally it's like when you've kind of got like a back-to-back like you know dead space remake or dying light 2 or you know starfield diablo 4 the destiny 2 lightfall expansion like how do you you know like you say zelda on the platform on, on switch like and, and a lot of other stuff <laughs> like yeah. next year is a big one and I, I don't know if Overwatch 2's PvE can like sustain itself in that, you know? Especially with Diablo 4 coming. Like, I know it's a very different thing, but come on, we're all just going to play Diablo 4. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's Diablo, you know? I just, yeah. I don't know. And I, and I, and I suppose, um, just to sort of round, round this off, like, I think what, like, it just it sprang to mind that one of my main worries, actually, of Overwatch 2's PvE, at least going from that footage they'd shown... Um, of like the talents and the hero missions um, and sort of uh, even just the enemy units. I think they showed off some enemy units and, you know, they've got tanks and kind mm-hmm. of like, left, I suppose, left for dead style units. Um, if you can sort of imagine that, you know, like one yeah. that probably really weird and one that's a big one that like explodes or something. I don't know. Um, it, like that's not necessarily doing anything new. They, they're kind of just kind of taking from other PvE style games and kind of sticking the Overwatch template on it um, or making it fit into that. Um, again, that's just a worry of mine. Like, I, 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 it's not like Overwatch 1. Like, Overwatch 1 really did something new, whereas this PvE side just even though it will feel new at the time, like, whoa, this is uh, what I'm doing here is is new to me it also to a certain extent is not new because you can get a very similar experience elsewhere um or a better one um even you know even if they don't have the heroes from overwatch and and all of that stuff like i don't know um well i suppose um we'll just have to see i i hate saying (laughs) it but we'll just have to see what what swings around because they really haven't mentioned um uh, anything at all, if they about the PVE side, maybe next year they'll uh, start. Yeah, it's been a while since I've heard anything. It's yeah, just, it's, it's very free. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, well, it's going to be very interesting. I'm sure we'll all kind of be on it for a bit. Um, but again, whether it can, you know, can it really pull us away from Starfield or something <laughs> when that's mm-hmm. arriving? Like, yeah, that's the thing because, like. I'm already thinking now, like, oh, you know, I'm going to play the shit out of some Diablo 4 next year. So, like, uh, you know, uh, how's it going to pull me away from those kind of things? You know, that's the thing. And I I think you make a great point about, like, 
if it isn't doing anything new, why play it? Right? Like, and it, it, it can be cool to be like, I like Overwatch. So this thing is new to Overwatch and that's interesting. So then, you know, that's mildly exciting. It's a lot more exciting to pick something up. And this is like probably the experience you had when you first got into the original Overwatch and be like, I have no clue how this works. And to get good at it, it's going to take like time. Yeah. And you know, I mean, this is something I can learn. You don't just pick it up and go, oh, this is that thing, but with an Overwatch skin. Like you really have to, you know, you didn't pick Overwatch up and just go, oh, this is like a, a cartoony Call of Duty. Like it was brand new. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. something you would experience before. 100%. So how can they kind of do that again? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, you sort of wonder if, I suppose it's totally out of, I like maybe out of the developer's control, big corporations, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I would have loved to have, seen what this team could have done um if it wasn't overwatch if they'd have released if it wasn't overwatch 2 that was had arrived just now um because i feel like there there's i I mentioned it in an article i wrote recently it might have been a supporter post but like um right now i feel like there's a gap for a competitive shooter like a battle royale or something like that um and something from the Overwatch team, uh, if they'd have made an FPS or something along those lines, would have like scratched that itch like so badly. If they'd have come up with something new and exciting instead of Overwatch mm-hmm. 2's PvP sort of update, um, one could only imagine how that could have gone. Um, I suppose we won't know, but just, yeah, that was sort of my thought on it, really. Um, so... Yeah, I suppose we should probably round it off because we've been talking. <laughs> we said we didn't have much to say about Overwatch. We've actually had lots of things to say, um, which is good stuff. Um, so I won't even bother to ask you what you're going to be playing, although <laughs> now I should ask you what you're going to play. Uh, have you got any anything you're going to play recently or soon? Um, uh, or... <laughs> I've been doing, and this is actually relevant to the pod for once, I've oh been doing God. a run on... Uh, not last weekend, the weekend before, I started, I just booted up Doom 2016. Oh, and, interesting. And uh, spent the entire weekend playing it, beat the game, <laughs> booted up Doom Eternal. <laughs> um, and I'm now just doing a run through of that. And I'm almost at the end, I think. So, yeah, probably going to beat that uh, over the next couple of days. And then uh I want to pick something up on my VR headset, which is FPS-y. I was thinking um, of getting Half-Life Alex on like my PC or on my, my gaming laptop and then like hooking my Quest 2 up to that so I can play. You know what I mean? Like doing the Oculus Link thing or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that I can play Half-Life Alex. That'd be, that'd be fun. Oh, that'd, that'd be that. super cool. Um, or I'm kind of tempted by Resi 4 VR. But we'll, we'll see because it might be too spooky. Oh my god, that would <laughs> frighten the life out of me. Um, I, I remember seeing like footage of Resident Evil Seven in VR, and I was like, "No, there's there's literally nope. no way I'll ever play that in my life." Like that, is... I can't even play Resi Seven desktop. It's too scary. <laughs> it's so it's so scary. I, I played it with someone. Um, I, it, had I played it on my own, I would never have got through it. Absolutely, hundred percent would not have got it. It's, it's frightening. Yeah, um, it does something to me where, like, uh, 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 the furthest I've made is maybe Marguerite, so maybe like a third or halfway through the game. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, it, it's the kind of game where like I'll take two steps into like a corridor and then pause for ten minutes just to <laughs> recover from that two footsteps, and then do the same thing again and like go five steps, screaming with my eyes closed the entire time, like oh, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And then when it gets too overwhelming, pause again and then have to sit there for another ten minutes, like trying to muster the courage to like go around the corner. It's horrifying. <laughs> Uh, I um, I don't think I'm playing a huge amount this weekend, um, but I did play um, the Quarry recently with a friend. Um, oh, so good! What do you think? I, I actually really enjoyed it. Like yes, I've yeah. not played um, these sort of I don't know what you call them choice based story driven games at all. Really, uh, I've just never played them. So so it wasn't that long ago that I played Until Dawn with the same friend, um, uh-huh. and I absolutely loved it i thought it was brilliant um they played it before so they just wanted to see me um and s- sort of see what choices i made and suppose silently judge me for, <laughs> for all the choices <laughs> i make um so yeah so we so we played the quarry um and we both not played that one so we kind of like passed the pads like across chapters i think there is like a co-op mode where we were like oh we just want to pass the pads in between chapters because it's mm-hmm. just the way we like to do things um and I didn't think it was quite as good as Until Dawn. I don't know if that's controversial. Um, no, I think that's fair. Until Dawn was very special. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 but I do love like the kind of the 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 fact that you can't just like tune out for a second because every time mm. I tune out for a bit, like there'd be a quick time event or like I'd have to make this like split second <laughs> decision. Um, and I did find like the decisions uh i made did have like an impact um in in both games um especially until dawn actually um there were maybe like one or two times where i felt a bit miffed about someone's death um like uh, i made one choice and they were like just dead <laughs> like it'd be like yeah. quite early on as like, oh right like, that's that's my bad but also like oh they were like a cool character and i kind of wish it had given me just one more shot like to, to save them maybe to give me a hint that hey you may have chosen the wrong choice here yeah um but um otherwise i kind of liked it i thought the especially the quarries i quite like the story like i like the premise maybe a little bit more um in mm-hmm. terms of like the uh obviously i can't say too much if people want to play it but kind of well, actually, I can't really say anything because it's all story driven. But I, <laughs> I liked the 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 premise of it was quite um, was quite clever. Yeah, I think I love the quarry more. Like in retrospect, because I was playing it, I was like, "This is really good. This feels like uh, is it super massive? I think it's super it's massive. super massive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, this feels like super massive. Like kind of back to what they are good at. Because uh, I think Until Dawn and the Quarry like are their gems, and I think the Dark Pictures anthology is fine. Right, that's never really special. Okay, Um, I think Until Dawn and the Quarry, just because it's like the teen slasher vibes, like I think they're just really good at that. Um, And yeah, like I really enjoyed playing it, but I think I appreciated it even more when I beat it. And I spoke to Rebecca, the other guides writer, about it, and we kind of compared what happened. And I realized mine was a terrible run. Like (laughs) so many people died. <laughs> um and, and Rebecca was like, no, like all these people survived on mine. And I was like, it can be that different, huh? Because <laughs> like 
cool boy they did not survive in my <laughs> game like i had people die and like immediately and and hers was like quite a, a a good run you know what i mean like, and a lot of the people that i had died that had survived in hers and i just thought it was really interesting like to compare that and then go like we had a completely different experience of this game like there were probably entire scenes that uh, rebecca got that i didn't get and that is wild to me and that's what i really love about the quarry is that like, just how far it branches yeah uh, without you even realizing it, um, I'm interested to see. Like, we we won't talk spoilers here, but I'm interested to see like who survived and who died for you. Because, my run was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can um, we can chat about that off pod actually. Um, yeah, because yeah, it's I do desperately want to talk about it, but I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if people haven't played it, it is just massive spoiler territory, isn't it? Um, but I yeah I. I was thinking about playing like the Dark Pictures anthology because um, I think there's there's one like bundle you can get, but it's interesting to hear that it's not quite as good. Um, so that puts me off a bit because um, if it's not quite as good, then they're quite like a big commitment uh, to sort of sit through and make choices and, and things like that. And I don't know if I can be bothered if they're not quite up to up to snuff, I suppose. Maybe yeah, I think the biggest thing I can say is just like Until Dawn the Quarry grabbed me and I couldn't put those games down. Like I had to beat them. Uh, I don't think I've beaten any of the Dark Pictures games, which is maybe like maybe go play them because they're secretly amazing. Um, <laughs> but I think they were really quite dull and were never. I was never going to get to the end of them. Interesting. I just, I just didn't see the point. Like I was just like this. The whole premise of this, like it, it seems cool on paper, and then I start playing the game, and I'm like, this just isn't selling it at all. I'm fine without this. Actually, you know, I just stop. I go play something else every time. Oh, <laughs> well, I, I'll look into it. I'll definitely look into it because um, I do like. I've decided I, I quite like these choice based um, decision thingy games, whatever they're called. Um, especially when like you're just chilling on the couch with a mm. friend or something, I feel like they're really good games to play, like an evening if you're just having like a, a chill time. Oh, Have I you played like, any old Telltale? Uh, no, I've not played the Walking <gasps> Dead stuff. Oh, um, Ed, okay, okay, you got to play, you got to play Walking Dead all the way through because that's really good, uh, and play Wolfmongers <laughs> because that was really good. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands, they're doing a new one of those soon. That's pretty good. Uh, you go play Telltale stuff. Okay. <laughs> They're um, really good. Maybe I'll go Walking Dead because that's kind of got slight horror vibes, and I quite liked the horror, yeah. like make or break sort of decision making. Um, so maybe I'll go for that first over the Borderlands. I stuff. think that's a safe one. I think I think the Walking Dead is generally regarded as like, their best one as well. Like season one especially is like really special, but seasons two, three, and four are like still really good. Uh, and it doesn't connect to like. It's comic universe, Walking Dead, not TV show universe, and it doesn't really connect to the comics. That so there are characters that appear, but it's irrelevant, and it could essentially exist without the comics. So it's fine. You just play it. You don't have to think about anything else either. I don't know if you're into the Walking Dead, but like you know, if you're not, it won't, don't let it put you off. It's not really like you know, you don't have to know Walking Dead lore. Right. Okay, it. that's good because I've I've not. I'm one of few who hasn't watched it, um, which may actually play into my hands for this because it will be like totally fresh. Um, it would be like a totally mm. new thing for me. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll, I'll I'll rope this other friend into it and we can play some Walking Dead together or something. Um, work through that because that'll be a lot of fun. Um, 
Wolf so, yeah. Among Us is also great. It's not like comedy, like Tales from the Borderlands. Like it's a bit like grungier and edgier. Um, but that's uh, Wolf Among Us is based on like uh, a, a franchise called like Fables, essentially like dark kind of uh, noir versions of like uh, fairy tale characters. It's really interesting. Just play that. Okay. Uh, Well, I've got some for my list. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I think that's that concludes the chats about Overwatch and these things. Um, I think like whenever we next record, probably won't be long until um, the next Call of Duty, will it? (laughs) Yeah, I imagine we'll be talking about Call of Duty (laughs) because yeah exciting exciting stuff um for the both of us because that's that's the big one um so yeah look forward to that uh and I suppose I should now do the outro (laughs) Uh, (laughs) talking for for a long time um so thank you for listening to this episode of the ultimate audio bank if you want to make sure you never miss an episode, uh, then subscribe via your podcasting platform of choice. There are also a number of other ways you can support the show. You can follow us on Twitter. RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. I'm at From Edward and Hayden is at Hayden underscore Hefford. And if you want to chat to some lovely people, you can go join the RPS Discord. That's at discord.gg slash Rock Paper Shotgun. You can get some very nice clothes in the form of RPS shirts and hoodies. Uh, just head on over to store.repop.com to see what threads we're selling and whether you'd like to purchase any. And last but not least, for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. So that's it from the both of us. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.